1: A new day is starting for DX. And now your host,
2: Sean, x Welcome, Welcome to XPac 12360, everyone. Ooh, that sounded good. I could hear myself very nicely.
0: Wow. <laughs> Hi, how's
2: yeah. it going? Welcome <laughs> it, everyone. Yeah, <laughs> Welcome to Xbox 12360. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I just kind of just got caught up in hearing myself talk over the intro. I don't know why that really amused me so much. But, um, yeah, no. um, Hi, you guys. Hey. It's good to
3: be back.
2: Here with Steve Kaufman and Denise Salcedo.
3: Again, I'm glad to be back because last last week I was like, man, I always feel so lame when I miss one of the shows. Why? Because I just feel like I'm missing out, you know? we
2: miss you here, but, (laughs) uh, you know, um, when you're out... um, Doing like one of your assignments, or you know, one of your projects, or whatever else you got going, I'm really happy for you. So, Thank you. yeah, that's why that's why we do the show and have you on the show. So, like, you know, so you can help you with the other stuff you do. I, type, I mean, you got to get something out of the show, right?
3: What? I get lots I get lots out of the show. Gotta, I get lots. But you gotta also do paid you, you gotta
0: also do paid work.
2: Yeah, that's paid, what I mean. Yeah. Paid work
0: is important. No one yeah. no one will ever fault you. So
2: no one's getting rich on Xbox One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Wait, what? <laughs> I was sold a bill of goods. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm getting rich and I'm just lying to everyone. I'm telling everyone we haven't made any money and meanwhile.
3: I was gonna say, are we breaking the fourth wall here? What's no. going on?
2: No. No, yeah. I just like you know, yeah. There wasn't know. a fourth wall either way. Yeah. <laughs> happy to have you back. Yeah, hey, glad
3: to be back.
2: Yeah, J- Jimbo's gone again. Uh, his work. His work picked up. Picked up. Yeah, they work. called him back.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. So speaking of returns, apparently CM Punk returned over the weekend yeah. in yeah. a mask and a hoodie, and he's obviously not saying anything about it. Yeah, but like I
2: mean, it was really weird, and I'm assuming it was him. You know, I mean, because I haven't heard any anyone credible say otherwise.
3: I feel um, like it's like wrestling's worst kept secret. You know, everybody knows it's CM Punk. There's that one photo of like him wearing the sw- uh, su- the sweater that he was wearing that night, and then yeah. also like a side by side photo. And then Silas Young also posted some tweets basically saying like, "Oh, some punk like showed up in a mask or something mm. like that." I forgot the words verbatim for that, but I was like, "Okay, everybody is already saying it's CM Punk. Everybody's already but believing it's CM Punk."
2: And okay, I know like there was there was like a special occasion as far as the venue Mm -hmm. like and it was the last time wrestling was going to be at that venue and a lot of people got their start there or whatever uh i'm just trying to figure out what was the purpose of that other than hey let's just have some fun and put a mask on and get in the ring and do a little something like i mean like no one knew like there was no reaction it was like what the hell's going on here you know, no one was like—I I mean, from what I could tell by watching, no one was going, "Oh my God, it's Punk under a mask." They were just like, "Who's that thin dude in black?"
3: I think I heard one person in the video say, "CM Punk," <laughs> literally, oh, like okay. one person. Right. So I don't know. Maybe that person was just very hyper-aware. But then again, he did do the GTS. But granted, he looked like a lot thinner because he's lost a lot of weight. Sure. But apparently, CM Punk has been known to do this in the past, where he has came out and done some run-ins like this. I. In the past, again. Okay. So, but I don't know what this means. Does this mean does, is this foreshadowing that CM Punk may finally be returning uh, to the ring?
2: Maybe, probably. I, I, like, here's the thing. I've said this, uh, you know, I don't know for a while. I mean, I haven't said it in a while because, like, the the subject hasn't come up really as much. But, you know, uh, because he's he has doubled down on I'm never coming back to wrestling. I mean, he said mm. that over and over again. And I just, history tells me that, like, he, eventually he will return to wrestling. You know, like, uh, so many people that are just as head, head not, yeah. So I was going to say headstrong. Like, we got, oh, by the way, RVD's coming up a little bit mm-hmm. later in the show uh, to talk about his, you know, his documentary, Headstrong. Um, but no, like, so, like a lot of people in entertainment, that mean it just as much as, as he does, eventually come back. I'm talking about, yeah. you know, uh, like like look at musical acts for instance, the the, the Eagles when Hell Freezes Over, right? Mm. Like I mean, legit, like they meant it just as much as he does. Uh, the the Misfits, Glenn Danzig's War, never gonna happen, never gonna reunite with Jerry Only and the rest of the Misfits. They're gonna have. I mean, they they they've had several shows. They, uh, you know, I mean, that just goes to show you. Like, and trust me, I know Glenn Danzig. Mm-hmm. Like, no one as as stubborn as that guy. <laughs> so, trust me. Like, he will be back. I promise you. At some point, CM Punk will be back involved in wrestling. And like, I mean, and in. And no one should go, like, oh, see, we told you. Like, because it's his life. Yeah. Mind you, like, I mean, and, and, and at the time, he means it. Like, when he's saying, I'm never coming back, he means it. It's just that, you know, like, history shows that everyone else that meant it too ends up coming <laughs> back. So, and I can see, um, I can honestly see him showing up in AEW. That could that could be like this huge surprise that they're waiting to drop, like you know, with the uh, announcement of a TV deal.
3: How so. do you think CM Punk? Appearing on AEW or signing with AEW would change the landscape of wrestling, considering that people have been essentially on the edge of seeing him appear somewhere and having him appear in AEW after he's been so disgruntled with WWE. Do you think that changes things? How does that work? I
2: don't know. <laughs> It'll be a big deal. Yeah, that's all I know. It'll be a really big deal if he comes back. Um, in that situation
0: and it's his life and it's his world if exactly. he wants, and if he wants to turn up as this masked character he's created exactly and even because nick houseman friend of the show had tweeted something saying that when andy kaufman was uh to, um, tony clifton yeah he wasn't always tony clifton sometimes bob zamuda right. was tony clifton and then andy kaufman would, would show up, up and mess with everyone's mind
2: yeah because the bob
0: zamuda tony clifton was like spot on yes you know. that they were that they that they created the character together to a certain extent that they were one and the same and depending on who you booked when you booked you can still see Tony Clifton at the comedy store wow
2: now yeah. and Andy Kaufman Nick is, does it now <laughs> Nick Kaufman does Tony Clifton now Wait. like yeah you didn't see him when he did it with with Jerry Lawler oh okay oh
0: and like informally okay yeah. i thought you were saying he's well he doesn't tour like as fucking f- Tony the, Clifton the or the anything, official, but uh, he's done it the official Bob Zamuda, um Anointed, I think so. certified, in, in person. In, it's Tony Clifton, but I, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked to see CM Punk wanted to do something like that, which is something we've never seen before. But I, he I just might have just got well, up his ass and just felt like going out there and doing something. I feel that's just as likely. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, I don't know. I'm not doing hey, anything tonight.
2: And and so yeah, it's up to him. Like okay, and it's like I say with with anyone that says I'm retiring and okay, uh, that's it. It's great, and guess what? You reserve the right to change your mind at any time, mm-hmm. any time. Now, mind you, like when you have this big, huge uh, retirement match, and they put you in the Hall of Fame the night before, whenever, however <laughs> that worked with Nate. That's exactly how it you worked know. With I, I can understand <laughs> why people go, "Oh, come on!" Like I mean that.
3: And there was tears with that. Yeah, one. Oh, tears, and it was
2: real. Yeah, you know, and and it was. That was his last match in WWE. So, like, okay, it was fine because there's no, like, return matches in WWE, but... I don't know why I got off on that. No, but that's you that's know, that's, I mean, that's credible. Here.
0: That's a similar that's a similar moment that I I think WWE did a good job of convincing all of yeah. us that no no this is it for Rick Rick is done and it was and for, cause, in WWE because they thought he would take that off his job and be Ric Flair just under the WWE guys and then didn't take too long for him to be like I want to go to TNA I want to I want to do stuff I want to do mortgage stuff with Conrad I want to just I want to constantly keep making my own money. That's.
2: You know what? I was watching not to change the changes of Jack, but I was showing my girlfriend because you know, she's a comedy writer, author, and all that, all-around funny lady. Um, I was showing her the Shockmaster debut. <laughs> did she? Did she enjoy what it? Was she what, was she what was her reaction? And she and it hurt her. Like <laughs> it hurt her for for Fred. Yeah. Because like I explained to her, that was his debut, and. That was it. He was done. As soon as he fucking tripped and fell through the fucking oh, yeah. entrance, he was done. Oh, and, man. I mean, every, the whole segment leading up to it was a bunch of guys talking over each other. and Oh, it was just it was incredibly bad. It was uh, so... <laughs> the... I think it's... I don't know. I, I didn't want to get off on that subject. No, no, but while we're there, the
0: Shockmaster was... I think the Shockmaster is epic as a debut in the sense that, like... Um, On Tony Schiavone's show, he was just covering Super Brawl One, which was Kevin Nash as Oz, which is a one that gets mentioned in a similar breath. But at least everything happened as planned with that debut. Yes, it's like no, no, we wrote this character. It's Oz. We have we have the vocals. We have everything. Like he's going to come down to the ring and look huge, and it's going to be amazing. This he tripped and fell. The helmet came off. And (laughs) it's like okay. And
2: and the thing about the whole like the helmet and everything, uh, when you're looking at it, it's like oh, they took a fucking stormtrooper mask and took some glitter and cover and yep. b- covered it in glitter like, and fuck
0: and uh they and, made and, it and, and
2: even like the oz like okay so the oz mask you know Kev said that thing was incredibly expensive really and i'm like thinking how could it be expensive it just looks like the fucking old man mask <laughs> from the spencer's gifts but they hired a prosthetic right?
0: like they hired a prosthetics guy to like really lay I don't it in know. and
2: uh, I don't know. But anyways, yeah.
0: No. Um
2: yeah, that was just I showed it to her. And That's a, and, and and as much as like we belly laughed, it was like still you got that you feel for Fred. And, <laughs> and so I explained to her like now like, okay, like it's come full circle and like, you know, Fred gets bookings because of that now and Yeah. You know. And they
0: they had an action figure, a comic con sure, exclusive. Yeah. I I own it. It's not a stormtrooper helmet for obvious reasons. Yeah. That was a worthy that was a worthy sidetrack. Worthy yeah. endeavor. Why I, not? I think. Right? <laughs> so so yeah. CM Punk.
2: Hey, if he wants to come back, come back. If you don't, don't. Love and it. people would love to have him back. And you know uh, if and you know if he doesn't come back, a lot people
0: just continue to miss him a lot. Which which will just make the bed for whenever he wants to come back. Because, if he wants to come back, uh,
2: even if he's like fifty years old. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, That's eventually. True.
3: That's true. Uh, well, moving on, we did have another, you can say, refreshing or very brand new return on Monday Night Raw of Bray Wyatt's character has essentially been reinvented into something totally opposite to what he was prior. Uh, we have now been introduced to the Firefly Funhouse, where Bray Wyatt is sort of yeah. a, a kid's host. And he has a kid's laugh track with kids clapping. And it's fun and it's quirky and it's, it's great, totally actually. unexpected. And it's
2: very good. That's very cool, and like I think a lot of people as soon as they saw it, um, I I don't know they were just waiting to shit on it like I I I think you know, um, and a lot of people get it though like the people that then immediately grab their phone and go to Twitter and start going oh this is bullshit like and actually watched it, I think we're going oh wow I think they might have something here because like just think about the Bray Wyatt character, um you know like when that whole thing debuted and just what a great job he did with that you know uh and that's i mean that speaks to his just overall talent and and brilliance and um and so like this is going to be no different like i
0: mean he's going to put the same and it's obvious like yeah you know also um, down to the the subversion because for the last two weeks there was a buzzard. There was a creepy doll. Up yeah. until up until this actual segment, they ran the air. They aired it again, where it's like, oh, it's a buzzard. It's a this. It's a that. It's the Undertaker coming back for the umpteenth time. We've seen like we all felt way ahead of this. Mm. That I really enjoyed. Like, no, it's Pee Wee's Funhouse, but it's Bray yeah, Wyatt, the, and it's lo- still Bray Wyatt.
2: Yes. So like that darkness is still there. So that's the thing that I'm I, I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that, and also, um. Looks like he's in really good shape. Yeah, he looks like he got you know uh, he redistributed some of that weight. He's still a big old.
3: Even his face looks different. Yeah. Like he just looks like a new person to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah, yeah, and his beard game is strong right there. <laughs> nice and you know I mean it's a good cut. It's like he just got from the barbershop. Very
3: nice. When I first saw this video, I was like, because I watched it afterwards, so I didn't know what the fans were thinking, what they were saying, if they thought it was good or bad. So I watched it, like, without having that pre-other pre, pre other people's thoughts, you know, having my own opinion. And I saw this, and I was like, man, I love this because it reminds me of Blue's Clues. And I was <laughs> like, man, I hope no one hates this because I'm going to feel like a loser if I actually like it, you know?
2: We just got a letter. We just got a letter. Wonder who it is. He's going
3: to have a mailbox. He's going to have a little talking soap. I'm hoping they go all out with this. Me too. You know?
2: I know all the words to All the <laughs> Blues Clues songs because my son loved it. You know?
0: I, I just like this. I also, creatively, whatever Bray Wyatt gets himself into, I just trust wholeheartedly. That he wouldn't, he strikes me as someone who asks questions when they hand him something. That he doesn't just take it and be like, I'll just do it. Like, he's just like, no, what is this? Yeah. Let's make it better. Let's make it perfect. And I'm I'm excited to see where he moves with this. Yeah. Let's see what they do next week.
3: All right. And then last week, you guys talked about a new change. So the War Raiders last week were renamed to the Viking Experience. And I know you guys talked about this last week. But now we have another update. They are no longer the Viking Experience, but they are now the Viking Raiders. So The Viking
1: Viking Raiders! the
0: Uh. The Viking Machine, I thought, right?
3: No, it was Raiders. Really? Okay. Raiders. Now I'm No, confused. you made a joke. You made oh, a joke. Remember I'm sorry. Said, oh, what if next week they come back and they're the Viking machine? Okay. And then that's we on just me. we were talking about that. But It
2: thoughts? actually says Viking machine on the
0: board I, right there. That um Ron Burgundy. Yeah, uh
2: okay. So I'm sure that most people still aren't happy. I don't know. I I guess I'm just you know, I have this idea that everyone's still gonna bitch about that. And I haven't really looked, so I'm not sure what, like, the general consensus is on, you know, uh, Viking Raiders, but, like, I mean, everyone was so up in arms over Viking experience and how it's just the worst thing ever, and, you know, yeah, it was bad. It was terrible. Um, uh, and this is so much better. So yep. much better. Because they were the the War Raiders, like, okay, so they are Vikings, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I mean,
0: it could... Come on anyone All who's, right, this is fine. This, we can work with this. And you know also anyone who's complaining today is there's very much a Sheiden Freud let's get upset to be Freud, yeah. yeah, like let's get upset to be upset instead of like I don't know you this time last week you were upset and they listened to you and then they made a change. Yeah. and now we're I don't know like and the joke I made was if they're the Viking machine next week, then it's a problem. Then they're just that changing
2: That's not a bad name either but,
0: but if they change the name every week, then it becomes a like who are these people? Or just the Vikings. The Vikings would be fine. You probably can't trade them well, like that. I,
2: I mean, they have some plans for them. So, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I enjoyed their, uh, it was a one-sided affair in there with, with the Lucha house, house party. party. Yep. Um, and the crowd could have been better. I wasn't overly impressed with the crowd, what they brought you know, to the table, because, I mean, they're part of the show, too, right? Like, mm-hmm. in, a, in, in a way, right? They're, they're the extras, or whatever. They're, I mean, not that, you know. But
3: no, they're... You know a, what I mean? add to the ambience, they're, they're the energy, part of the, yeah. They're the
0: third competitor.
2: Yeah, and, and so, um, yeah, I just thought they were sitting on their hands for a lot of stuff out there last night. I think it happened...
0: Although I will say sometimes the pacing of their show, of, of a Monday Night Raw, is such that here's the, here's the Viking not experience. Then here's Lucha House Party. Now we're going to sit for two minutes in a commercial break. And they're just all going to, like. So,
2: yeah, they've been doing that. They've been, and they've been sending people, like, out to the ring and then making them. And I've been part of that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've done that countless times where we make our entrance and then go to commercial break and then have to sit in there in
0: the ring for two <laughs> minutes, two minutes, what is it, two minutes and two seconds? Something like, yeah, like two minutes, two seconds, and it yeah. takes three seconds to come back, probably. And, um, so, they,
2: yeah, that's. Yeah, so, okay, uh, like, the people get used to a lot of starting and stopping and waiting and things like that, you know, things that, you know, the flow is going nicely and then, okay, whoop, then I gotta take a commercial break and, you know,
3: and yeah. then try to pick
2: up, you know, yeah, where like... we left off. And you don't wanna, on Raw, like, you go to commercial break, they don't have that picture in picture, you know, so you can still see the action during commercial break. Um, so you know they're probably saving the good stuff for when they come back on air. Of course. So you know the 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 match goes into a little bit of a dip during mm-hmm. the commercial break usually. So
0: also, I, I don't think, know why I'm even talking no, about no, this. So I'm just but like rambling is, here. But you had mentioned the crowd, and I just do. I yeah. want to point out that some as a TV product, they're more worried about how do we pace yeah. our commercial breaks yeah. that. They're not. They're not as worried about how does the, how do we have this crowd into the match at every moment. But so
2: yeah. They're but anyway, so, like, so apparently they have some, um, you know, plans. Uh, they're going to shoot some content um, with with Viking Vikings. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. TVR. Let me say that one more time. Viking Raiders. All right, TVR for short. So yeah, I, 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 yeah, they have they have plans. I mean, look at them. They ran through those guys last night. They had a real strong win. They looked good, like all, you know, like, yeah, it wasn't like a, like a classic match, but like all their shit looked really good. They, yeah, when you know, in getting their shit in, they done it. They did it, in and in a, they're also their current. Yeah, they are impressive. current
0: NXT tag team champions. Are they still? They yeah. are. And I haven't read I haven't read taping spoilers, but assume I, assume, I gotta say one thing. Though. Please,
2: Vikings have in Scandinavian people have never been known for their tans, and I think they <laughs> should just lay off the, the spray tan because it did not look good, fellas. <laughs> no need for that shit. (laughs) It was so, did you notice it? It was so bad.
3: bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I honestly, like for me, I loved War Raiders and I kind of feel like I'm still going to probably keep calling them, just calling them that out of like, accidental, like I'm used to it already, you know, sort of thing. And I think that's why some of the comments that I saw on Twitter, some of the feedback were just kind of like, really, they changed the name and then they changed it again. It's kind of like saying, oops, we made a boo-boo the second time. So I think that's why people are upset. It's like, okay, What are they upset about? Like they changed it once and then they changed it again. Okay, so they they changed it to
2: something that's not as bad and so that's Mm -hmm. what they're mad about?
3: I don't know how to explain this. This People is just like what I've been mad. seeing, all it's right? It's just so silly. There's just a lot of reasons to get mad online. Always, but anyways, about I'm, everything. It's just, to me, I'm, I know I'm going to still think of them always as the War Raiders. It's just, like, my brain function will go to that, you And know?
0: they were a war machine before that, and I do think if you were going to change... If, when they come in NXT, you change their name, and you're sensitive toward the word war, but then you change them from War Machine to the War Raiders, that gets a little confusing to yeah. them. So... Then make them Vikings. So, I... <laughs> Instead of I them even, being Vikings, I
2: even read. Since we're still talking Please. about the Viking Raiders, <laughs> I even read that like almost right up until they went through the curtain, they were thinking about calling them the Berserkers, and I would be just fucking fine with that. Just fine with that. I'm. I thought. I thought the Berserker was a great name for John Norr when he was the Berserker. Um, and I mean, it, it fits. I mean, that, a berserker—that's what that is. I, I mean, like they that. They are berserkers. It wouldn't—it would have been a pretty good name. I don't know why they didn't go with that. It sounds like they don't. They lot could of- have brought John Norton <laughs> to be their te- their <laughs> fucking manager—a one night nah, only manager.
0: Yeah, like <laughs> I'm into it. They're they're still a great team, and they seem to have great plans for them in the ring. Yeah. And bell to bell, there's no problem, yeah. which is the positive that we're all worried about their name because bell to bell, it's. Oh, great. Everything's great. And they're creative. As long as they're creative, is good. All
3: right. Now we're moving on. So, again, next month, May 25th, Double or Nothing is being held in Las Vegas. A match that has just been added is Cody will be facing his brother, Dustin Rhodes. Um, Dustin apparently asked for his release in January from WWE, and he just posted recently on Twitter that you know, he's gone. But he was thankful for everything, every opportunity. He, you know, for everyone to always remember the name of Gold does. He wrote a very lengthy paragraph, Mm -hmm. um, very touching. Obviously, how can you not be after having so much history in the company?
2: Yeah, and also just, you know, all the trials and tribulations in in Dustin's life, you know, um, some of which are public knowledge and, you know, just the, the battle that so many of us, you know uh-huh. fight and and just the 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 remarkable job he's done with with you know you know getting everything together in his life and you know I can relate to that and, you know like we um you know it's not like we took the same path to our you know uh coming up out of the darkness or whatever you know um, but I see that and and you know and I've known Dustins I mean forever I mean since I was a kid you know, I mean, I know... Like, legit, I've known him since I was 15. And, uh... Um... You know, and... It, I just... I just, I wish him the best, and, and I, I just... Um... I think it'll be good. Because yeah. he's... A, he's, a, he's he's really good in there, still. You know? Uh, and I think he's He's gonna bring... I don't know. I just... I'm looking forward to seeing what, what happens with that. I... Honestly... I would have. I would have. This is. It's a kind of a big deal. This match, like, and and to just. I would like to have seen one like, it not be on this first big show of theirs, mm. of the company. Like, I would like to have seen maybe an angle shot on on Double or Nothing, and then you know the next really big show they do have the brother versus brother.
3: Because they were building it up on their Double or Nothing series, but then it's again, the it's mm. how many people watch that. I mean, I haven't seen a few of the episodes. That's the only so. thing about
2: that is like, I'm surprised that they're throwing that out there so quickly. That's all.
0: Yeah. I, I'm trying to pull up the Double or Nothing card real fast to kind of see what else they have going on. But while we do that, you had mentioned with TV coming, we, we were kind of curious. You mentioned CM Punk earlier. Yeah, Who do you think in your in your mind would be going to all Elite wrestling what do you in mean the future going?
2: What do you
3: mean? or have been signing
0: with signing with w like double or nothing i just
2: think you know okay once once a tv deal is officially announced i think that's when you will i think that's when we'll probably hear some more of like you know uh whatever potential big names they're going to sign you know i kind of told you okay You know who I think is going to show up there, so I don't want to go. Okay, I don't. I was like, are we going to tell the people or not
3: tell the people what you think or no? Okay,
2: because I just don't want to, you know, spoil it.
3: That's or like fair. ruffle any not not ruffle yeah. any colors, but like sort of start something without yeah. maybe even it being like true or untrue or just something. Or like
2: they or like they have this big plan and like they they don't want anyone to even think that okay it could be going in that direction. And then here I am with some kind <laughs> of you know insight that I don't even realize I have, and I fucking spoil it for everyone, you know. And, and I just I some people with their shows and their social media, like if they get some kind of a piece of information, um, they, it's like it's like f- this obsession. Well, I gotta be the first one to put it out there. Oh, see, I'm the one that told everyone. It was me. I'm the one with the info. Like,
3: and that's the fuck. problem too, because you yeah. got. That's why certain you know journalists are respected because they wait. They check their facts.
2: And then someone will scoop them because, yeah, they do not wait.
3: But even though if you get the scoop out first, it doesn't really matter unless you have more concrete details and information to support that scoop, you know, because then, you know. Yeah. And then I've heard,
2: like, okay, you know, since we're talking about this, like, I've heard. And then some people are just so negative on that AEW thing. They're going, oh, they're going to buy time. No, they're not. Mm. They are not. You watch. No fucking way. <laughs> Guarantee it. No.
0: They're, in this age, they, a wrestling company doesn't need to buy time.
2: Well, not at the moment. Not yeah. like them with their connections and all the, you know, like, like everyone knows how fucking serious the thing is. The and, owner
0: is. and like Yeah, just everything. So, But that, you know. that would be like claiming like Impact is going to buy time. And I'm like, no, they'll, they'll be on Twitch. Like you don't, a wrestling company doesn't need to buy time if they already have a platform and they're known yeah. that people will find them and watch them for yeah. free.
2: Because like, okay, it's not. People could say they're unproven. No, when you sell that many tickets in thirty seconds or however fucking long like it took, yeah. that's something to uh, you can say. Hey, look. We got, we have this. We've done this. We have a track. It's not the first time we did a lot. You know, mm-hmm. eight months ago as well. However long ago the first one was.
3: Well, a couple months ago there was this big argument on Twitter because I believe someone asked Dave Meltzer who he thought was the second top promotion here in the U.S. and I believe he said it was AEW and somebody was. Some people got yeah. really, really upset about that because they're like, "What are you talking about? They don't even have a network. They don't even have like a network. They don't have this. They don't have that." But then he brought up that. point Point that you just said when they're selling out these shows that here in the U.S. Yes. that's people obviously just, saying something and putting them
2: people just love to argue with Dave Meltzer and the guy's not perfect like yeah, yeah. Like, okay and he's a he's an interesting fellow. I've known for a long <laughs> time he's a good dude actually like he really is it's just um you know uh um they just love fucking arguing with him on Twitter, and he just loves uh, feeding into it. I wonder why he does that. Something I'm like, Dave, oh, damn how much fucking bandwidth you got? Like, he I can't like, fucking waste time on all that shit.
0: He literally replies
2: to everyone,
0: everyone, everyone, like, everyone. even to tell him he's not replying, <laughs> like, or even the link off to a time that he replied yeah. that answered the question. Like, he would yeah. personally do it. Yeah. I
2: just don't argue with him when it comes to. Numbers. I don't argue with anything. I don't argue with anyone about anything. Um. Uh. But yeah, you know, some people. I'm not. I don't know. No, that's yes. They have a. That's a very good argument. They're a number two company without even having a show yet because yeah. of just the things. You know, just the things just that are
0: about. yeah. The things that are behind them. Yeah. The roster they already have. That's a fair argument. And if you don't like Dave, if you don't like um, Dave Meltzer's opinion, you shouldn't ask for it.
3: Yeah, that's that's right. true. That's, that's all right. true too. Yeah. That's all right.
0: What? Uh, the fuck else I was. Just you about said ready the thing up up. that we thought you were gonna say. What?
2: Huh. What was I gonna say? Eh, whatever. Uh whatever.
0: On uh, Dave Meltzer, or we got? No, it oh, okay. something to do with that though. Right. About news and yeah. All right. Um, if it comes to you. But this Saturday is the Crockett Cup. They yep. have eleven matches announced, including the three tournament semifinals and finals matches that are TBD. It is, I don't want to say headlined, but for sure, on top is singles match for the world, NWA World's Heavyweight Championship. Nick Aldis versus Marty Scrawl. This is going to be a good match.
3: Yeah,
2: of course. Yeah. They've
3: been building up the friendship for that match, the long friendship that Nick and Marty have had. Plus and they have, too, because I've about- had
2: Nick on the show mm-hmm. uh, a couple times. And but, we've
3: had Marty as well. Yeah,
2: uh, and you know that was something that was discussed when Nick was on the show about his friendship with Marty. You know, before any of this. I mean, mm-hmm. this was a couple of years ago, I think. But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm interested in this whole thing. I mean, uh, a lot of it is just a nostalgia, like just a nostalgia of okay, we get the crack cup and like they're going to present it in a way that has a nostalgic feel, like the graphic package is going to be old, like you know, retro
0: looking, the ring apron, uh, you know, all of that. Hmm. Um, Dave Lagana, he's also been a friend of this show, also been on this show. Dave Dave Lagana has mentioned on more than one occasion that he has a very specific idea for what the brand of the NWA is in current wrestling, and I think it's really playing out now. They're
2: doing a really good job sticking to that and being true to that.
0: Like, probably one or maybe two big shows like a Crockett Cup a year, and then a pop-up here and there, and then championships, but then people are just working elsewhere. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the perfect way for the NWA as a brand to exist in today's world. Uh Willie Mack v- versus Colt Cabana for the NWA National Championship. I I like both these guys. I I kind of feel like it would be Colt Cabana here. Nah. No. No, they no.
2: I think Mack Willie Mack workforce.
3: just has he's just a, to me he's a next level talent. I, I can't yeah, put over no, Willie Yeah,
2: yeah, that's going to be they're going to you know cuz I like I think they I think Willie has signed a, an exclusive with, with end up with and like NWA ROH like I think they all kind of chip in and the, give Willie like a guarantee like and like in like he has an exclusive deal with them for like his matches streaming on somebody's server like something okay, like that Okay something
0: like that that he yeah. that they have a lot behind him where Cabana is very much freelancing around yes, the world Yes yes Still going to be a hell of a match, yeah. and uh, that's that. That makes sense. Willie Mack is a bit of a uh, workhorse. Right. Uh, next up, Allison K versus Santana Garrett for the now vacant NWA ch- Women's Championship. Vacant because uh, Jazz, former ECW superstar, vacated it due to injury, and we have no more information than that.
2: I hope she's all right. There's yeah. more important things in wrestling. Yeah. Even though this is a wrestling podcast and we're talking about wrestling, like you know, real life. Uh, uh, Jazz's health is is absolutely. You know, she's a great lady, uh, straight shooting lady. She's a badass. She works in a. I think she still works as a prison guard. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so in a men's prison, I think. <laughs> yeah. I like. Allison. I think
0: I'm not sure okay. on that. I could be. I like Allison K in this one. I I saw her yeah. down in the main classic. I've. She, I don't know. I don't know her. I've, she's got her head on straight with like just her hustle in this business for a very long time. I think it's, but that's that takes nothing away from Santana Garrett. There's a wild card tag team battle royal for the eight seed, for the eight seed in the tournament. They don't have any people announced. I think there. I, I mean,
2: I, yeah, I kind of went, I saw the card and like there's a few things that stood out to me. I'm, I'm interested to see how, briscoes versus rock and roll express turns out how they do that so
3: i think either way it'll be interesting
0: interesting yeah interesting will be for sure um i think they do i think they'll have a good crowd they'll for sure have a good crowd yeah
2: so all right hey so um that's pretty much hey tell everyone where they can find crock Cup if they want to do you know Um, you guys have that info since we're talking about them
3: well, you can just take you can check them out on Fight Twitter at NWA. They can have they have all the links and information, the pinned comments where you can get all the the links and stuff to watch the show. Again, it's the twenty seventh. So April twenty seventh is the Crockett Cup.
2: All right, all right. Well,
3: uh, do you want to give the quick shout out? Uh, talk about the pro wrestling tees, the five million. I,
2: I well, look, I just I don't want to do a big thing about it, but like it's it they're great. Um, they're a huge part of why rest you know the. Overall, wrestling—you know, um, yeah—the the health of the industry is is. Uh, <clears throat> let me let me start over. Pro wrestling tees, Ryan Barkant, are a big part of why wrestling is healthy right now. They um, they provided uh, income stream for a ton of wrestlers out there. You know, from people my generation and older to all the guys the current you know, guys out there in the indie scene and everywhere else. And I just read that they have paid out over $5 million in royalties. That's $5 million uh, out to, you know, pro wrestlers, independent wrestlers, you know. you know, um, That's an amazing thing. And uh, hats off to Pro Wrestling Tees and Ryan yeah. Barkham for that. Very grateful for that. So um, I just thought it was... Um, worth mentioning, you know, when I saw that because yeah. that's a great thing—five million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, let's take a break real quick. We're gonna come back with Rob Dam. Welcome back to Pac One Two Three Sixty, everyone. Ooh. Joining us over the phone right now, I, I, I think, from uh, Las Vegas, California. Las Vegas, wow. California. Jesus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one that's been hitting the head a bunch of times, Rob. Hey, so joining us over the phone right now um, is Rob Van Dam. The legendary yeah. whole fucking show, Rob Van Dam. And um, he's here to talk about Headstrong. I, I, Rob, thank you for coming on, man. It's been it's been a while. You were one of the earlier guests, and you were a great guest. And, Jesus, uh, it's been too long since you've been back on.
1: Yeah, yeah, we always talked about... Me coming into the uh, studio and doing it, but uh, now you're in Los Angeles, Nevada, and here I
2: am. Put <laughs> them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> <laughs> hey, so, so Rob, um, uh, man, so I I watched I watched Headstrong. So we're going to talk about uh, your documentary Headstrong, and um, so I watched it, and um. Starting this thing out, you weren't starting out to make a documentary about uh, concussions. It was obvious, right? That is correct. Correct. Yeah. Um, correct.
1: Yeah. My The original idea, so sometimes I do stand-up comedy. Yeah. And, uh, and this was one of those times, there was a tour set up, like seven days. Tom Garland, my manager in that world, said, uh, you know, I got a guy that can uh, film the whole tour and then make like a little movie, you know, yeah. off the, the road trip. And I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd like to, um, you know, uh, show a little bit of the comedy and show also just what it's like being me. Like I wanted to share my life because I get such a outstanding reception everywhere I go. It's it's like uh, it's a reward, I guess, for Ooh. the last thirty years of bumping my head yeah. off. But people love me. People love me. Like they get excited and like in like. I mean, I mean, sure, you know, I'm sure you get it too, but it's like adults like become little kids, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, oh, my God. And I thought, you know, it'd be cool to to, to show that. Um, and that was the idea. But I showed up on day one for this stand-up comedy tour with uh, some side effects from um, a match that I had a couple of days before. I got right. a concussion and it gave me a vision impairment. So I kept thinking I'm going to stick to the plan. This uh, vision impairment is going to go away. I'm sure I'll be fine by the time I wake up tomorrow. But I never, I kept waking up and like, damn, I didn't shake it off yet. And the concussion symptoms became such a a big part of not only the tour, but of my life. So then the documentary, of course, had to take its own life and became about something else.
2: Yeah, and... And so was, was was the vision stuff, was that the only symptom you had? You didn't have, like, headaches or anything else to go along with it?
1: Um, no, Just it was just the vision, um, although that threw me off so much. Like, I was so off yeah. after the tour, after the tour when I came home, and this, this isn't on, you know, I didn't have the camera with me during all this, but right. when I was trying to make doctor's appointments to get my brain checked out, and then they told me I needed also to make vision uh, therapy appointments and all this and that. During that time, I was still having double vision. I didn't have headaches or anything, but um, my memory was a little bit... compromise and I and I think it might have just been because of the stress I was going under uh-huh. trying to do everything with, with double vision. So I made I missed so many appointments. Like in the in the first week or two I kept making appointments and and then missing them and that would get me more frustrated yes. which would make my it'd make my brain even more cloudy yeah. and make it even harder to do everything. I was so off my game. And but it was you- it was just the double vision though that ended up uh you know st- even the, even right after the match I didn't even hit my head that hard either. Uh, I was going to ask you
2: about was, that, yeah, because it like it. I got the impression it wasn't even that much of like that big of a like head impact.
1: Not at all. And and, and over the years, this has happened to me, um, you know, hundreds of times yes. where I just the back the back of my head just hit. Sometimes I'm doing a back somersault and just from the back of my head just hitting the mat. Sometimes um, it will it will give it'll make me like uh, dizzy like the, everything will be spinning yeah. but I usually just, it usually goes away in like 2 seconds I shake it off I regain my composure this time I couldn't shake it off and it was the first time I've ever had that happen but even after the match I felt fine it's just that um, I could see great out of either eye if I closed one eye but yeah. when I opened them both I saw double and I waited and waited for that to go away um, all night I was the last one leaving the arena. Like everyone else already left. And finally I said, well, I guess it's not going to, um, I guess it's not going to heal itself right now. So what I did was I just closed one eye yeah. and then I was able to drive fine. Yeah. But what I did though, this is important too. Let me get this out for anybody listening. Cause I, I thought that I knew enough about concussions and stuff, but yeah. I learned so much, so much more than I ever wanted to. But one thing that's important that I learned, is that um, I did the opposite of what I should have when I when the concussion uh, symptoms were were first apparent because m- my instincts told me I needed brain stimulation. Ah,
2: uh, yeah. Like I went
1: home. Yeah, I went uh, home yeah. and like I tried to read, I tried to watch TV. I even took an Adderall. Uh, oh shit! I, I just yeah. <laughs> and, and now looking back at it. Looking back at it, that's probably why the symptoms lasted so long, because yeah. you need rest. Yeah, you do. It. Like, a lot of times
2: when there's massive head trauma, a person will be uh, put into an induced coma. So their brain can wow. rest and, re- and repair itself. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or, like... Wow. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so... Now I know. So ne- next time I'll be doing the right thing. I called Chris Nowinski. Yeah. Our, our friend. I you know the study's brains and he was telling me, dude, don't do the comedy tour. You're not gonna be able to get there in front of a room full of people. You're not gonna be standing able to remember up in front lights, about,
2: sta- like Standing up bit of a little bit of a little bit of a like bit of a little bit not a little bit
1: of a little bit of a that bit of a little bit would a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of a little um, and then, like I said, it became a much bigger part of my yeah. life than I uh, ever expected it to. Ain't so wrong. Like, yeah. there's several
2: things I got going through my head right now, and, and like, I'm trying to like, not forget anything, but like, okay, first thing, since you brought Chris up, uh, Chris Nowinski, are, are you going to donate your brain? Do you have, have you signed yeah, up for Yeah, I was,
1: I believe I was one of the first, um, wrestlers, like back in 2007 or 2008, yeah. uh, I donated my brain and spine, and I've always... I've always kept in touch with, uh, with Chris and yeah. I've always found it, found it fascinating, you know, and like, like, especially like when my friends were dying, you know, yes. like Mike awesome, used to be my, my, my partner, like Mike awesome and I would drive from town to town together. We were stuck um, at nine eleven. We were stuck in San Antonio when the buildings went down and then yeah. we were just like, wow, that sucks. And we drove on to Houston, not realizing the world had changed. Um, but when he hung himself, I was like, "That, that's the the guy that I knew, like one of my closest friends. That oh, yeah. it's so hard to figure out. So of course, when something like that happens, I always wonder, you know, is it CTE? Is it a uh, damage from you know? So I always, I always want to. Um, you know, even help Nowinski. Like sometimes I try to with that one. I was trying to help get a hold of Mike Austin's family Sure. To try to get a permission. Get yeah, his brain. so yeah. so I'm I'm all into it. Totally. Yeah,
2: I I signed up for that in, in in 2010. So like I haven't been following up with the updates and keeping like you know. But regardless, like when I pass, they get my brain no matter what. They, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. He- if, if you don't do the annual, um, if you don't do the annual, um, questionnaires and stuff that then, then your file will expire. I had, a, I was in risk of that, um, in the last, the last year while I was making this movie, they were telling me, cause you have to schedule, you do two tests, right? Yeah. You do one over the phone yeah. and then you're supposed to do, or I guess they're both over the phone. But anyway, um, I, I kept, you know, missing it or putting it off or whatever. And eventually they said that, um, to keep my file current, you know, that I was going to have to, uh. Um, um, I don't know. Do some stuff to. Yeah. It, they were gonna. It was gonna expire. I was like, No, that would suck. And just because I forgot to do the things. If it, you know, well, ruined I, my donation. So well, I, I asked.
2: Of it. I asked specifically because I was worried about that. You know, if I'm not following up, like I'm like, and I asked Chris, I said, like, even if I don't do this, like, if I die, you guys still get my brain, right? And he goes, Yeah, yeah, cool. So I mean, at cool. Least that,
1: yeah, because we're still learning a lot about it. That's what I found out yeah. too by going to the doctors and stuff, they could only guess. You know, yeah. I'd say, wait, how long is this going to last? So I don't know. Am I going to have it forever? No, I don't think so. Hey, hey. Yeah, but if it's been, it been like a year, and I mean, it's getting better, but it's not gone, is it? And they're like, yeah, it'll uh, it will probably get better. So you're telling me someday, like, it could be years from now, but one day, boom, all of a sudden, I'll, boom! I'll be great. I won't need therapy. I'll be able to see fine again. They're like, yeah, I, I think so. They don't. They have no idea. Well, I
2: mean, there are some things that you know, like promising therapies and, and treatments for you know, like with the with the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. I don't know if you've uh, looked into that at all yet, but I mean, you know, it's it worked <laughs> wonders for Daniel Bryan and a lot of people I know. Um,
1: That's awesome. I, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Somebody mentioned that recently, and no, I haven't.
2: Oh yeah, I haven't
1: looked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, everything they did helped too. I mean, the vision yeah. therapy. But I got CAT scans and MRIs, and was staying on top of it, doing everything I could to to learn. But yeah. I realized that the the study's pretty new, you yep. know. Yeah. So, like so Rob... they don't have long term studies where they can say, "Yeah, you know, we've been studying concussions for fifty years." So here's what to expect. It's actually like really new. It's so new they're still getting resistance. Yep. You know, from the football coaches and everything, still trying to deny. That it's oh, even a legitimate, yeah. Thing.
2: Like, I don't want to go off into that subject, but it really burns my ass when I see, like, uh when I see parents putting their little kids in tackle football, like, it just blows me away with everything that people know now. Man, yeah, yeah, you know, I don't, it's, and I, it's not know, for they, me to tell a parent how they should, you know, or whatever. Like, I don't mean to be judgmental, but knowing what I know and and knowing, like, look, Rob, like, for instance. You know, I can relate to so many things you said in your documentary. You know, um, just, like, the fact that, okay, every night we went out there, like, well, I'm not going to say we as in everyone, but, like, it sounds like it was similar for you. There was a time there where, like, depending on who I was working with, and if I still did the same spots every match, I got knocked out every fucking night, and I knew it was coming. Like, okay, here's the part where I get fucking knocked out from a big boot, you know? And and it's just like hundreds and people like they'll some people will listen to you say hundreds of concussions and they'll roll their eyes. That, fucking that's a minimum. Like I mean, it, yeah. it could be even
1: more. Yeah, yeah, that's something too. People don't know exactly where to draw the line. What's a concussion and, and what's not? And I used to feel like a concussion sounded like something real serious. So just like you. You know, when I get my bell rung, um, I didn't even mind it. It was part of the job. Yes. I was like, okay, this this is coming. Boom. Okay, at least I'm showing how tough I am, but I yes. can take this every night. Now, yeah. now I realize anytime um, that you're that you're just you're, your senses are off from getting jarred in the head. Um, that's a concussion. Yeah. So I'd assume that that's exactly what it was because your brain is bouncing around in your head and against your skull, and it bruises and it causes impairment. You know of, of it could be a lot of different things that could happen from it. The sound sometimes goes out. Sometimes I see slow motion. Hey, Um, how about deja vu? How about
2: deja vu? Have you ever got knocked out all of a sudden? You're laying on on your back on the mat and going through deja vu? Because that's one of the things that would happen to me.
1: Yeah. You know what? Now that you mentioned, I sure have. It's like, I've I've, I've been here before, right? Is this this master rerun?
2: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yes.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Been there. Yeah. yeah. And, and and so so yes, yeah, they're all concussions and uh and now that we know that, you know, we need to look at it a little uh, more serious because we know that it can lead to long-term damage. And, yeah. and also on in the movie, like when I watch the movie afterwards, I hear my I hear and it's great that people are inspired by seeing me go through life's obstacles just like real people yeah. and uh persevering and, and and that's cool, but I hear my myself say uh, alright, well, let's say worst-case scenario, let's say my yeah. brain doesn't get better, so, you know, I don't want to wrestle with that much longer anyway, so, um, it, you know, whatever, people will learn from my experience, but in reality, worst-case scenario, my brain would die, and then I would die.
2: Yeah, and like, man, yeah, uh, I don't know. I, there's I don't a lot of things, are you scared at all? Because I'm not going to lie to you, Rob, because, you know, I mean, we all have things that we all have fears and everything. And I, and I kind of, honestly, I fear losing my mind. Like I see some people like, like have you ever seen Billy Jack lately? Billy Jack Haynes? Like, yeah, yeah. like some of the shit that, like, oh, no, I
1: thought he was fine. I I'd never met him before. I just saw him a couple of weeks ago and I thought he was great. Well,
2: I, I mean, I he know. comes out like, like he'll like say, tell all these stories and like, Oh, like, and, and I'm like, I'm thinking, like, is is he delusional, or does he really think that this stuff is, like, and, like, okay, I don't even mean to just use that guy. I don't even know why sure. I only brought him up. But, like, I see people, and I'm like, oh, my God, they've lost their, their you know, their fucking eggs are scrambled, their brains are, are, are fried. And I'm like, I'm fucking, part of me is scared to end up that way.
1: Yeah, well, I got to tell you, before I got all checked out, of course, like, every time I... Every time, you know, I walk into a room and then I'm like, wait, what did I walk in here for? You know, I mean, for the last few years, of course, every time I do that, I, I start wondering, like, dude, is that brain damage or is it just being stoned or is it just, is it age or yeah. paying attention or what? So, yeah, that, that used to always go through my mind over and over where I'd start thinking, wait a second, is that a sign but you know, since I got checked out and stuff, and I know not to spoil the movie, but right. I know right now I don't have CTE. Uh, at least I've had three different doctors look at my MRI for any kind of—they uh, look for inflammation or irregularities, you know, yeah. um, dark areas. And so, so I feel better about that n- now, um, knowing you know that I that, that there's still a chance, and that I have had. But also something else. Um, most people. Believe um, that the more concussions you get, that the more susceptible you are to future ones. I don't. I don't know that that's a fact. I don't agree with uh, people spitting that out like they know it's true. And my doctor agreed with me. Um, I still had the double vision. Um, it was only a few weeks, uh, maybe a month at the most, yeah. after after I got whacked in the head. When my doctor cleared me to wrestle, and he said. He said, you know, uh, if you do get another concussion, it has nothing to do with this last one that you got. And he said the last one, yeah. And he said that the last one I got had nothing to do with my history of concussions. He said, nothing in my brain showed that my brain was more vulnerable from the other concussions. I got this one on its own. And if Mm -hmm. I got a new one, he said that would be on its own. And, And that makes sense to me. Like, I don't. You know, like I said, I don't know exactly what's right, but I don't think everybody that thinks that they know—I don't think that they that they're for sure right. I don't believe that it does make you more susceptible. And um, I think if I think if I never got, if I had zero concussions, and Balls Mahoney whacked me in the head with that chair, it would knock me silly. Regardless. Yes. Hey, so like, it could
2: I just had a fucking huge brain fart. I wonder why. Ah. <laughs> 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 uh, I don't know where I what I had a really like I had a really good thought. Anyways. Yeah, yeah, you I, got to, I,
1: I get bung answers, so you guys Dude. gotta
2: cut me off. <laughs> <or> <laughs> that yeah, but yeah, fun. but it's a, it's a, it's pretty frustrating, man. Like and and it's not because of drugs. Like I honestly think like I I, I can't remember shit like because I've been hitting the head a bunch. But um hey, so there's like okay, so talking to 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 Chris Nowinski at one point, like, he gave like he said there might be a genetic component to all this, like which is why some people like end up worse off than others. You know, uh, that
1: makes perfect sense to me. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think genetics plays a role in everything. Everything. Yeah,
2: yeah, and and also, I
1: mean,
2: like, it, it, Rob, you know, like as an avid, like long time uh, cannabis user, like you know, there are uh, it, it's it's been shown recently like that, like there's you know protect like it, it protects the brain. The pot protects the brain.
1: So back in like probably 2008, 2009, I used to talk to Nowinski about this idea I had. All my friends seemed to feel like they had permanent brain damage. And I mean, all of them, my peers, I'd ask them, they'd say, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Like sometimes they say they see stars um, in the daytime. Sometimes they drift off. Sometimes it's headaches. And I always felt like I was different because I was like, wow, I don't have anything lasting. Like I get concussions all the time. Yeah. But I knew, I knew that I didn't have any anything permanent or anything that was like rolling over. So I asked Chris Nowitzki, could it be possible that the THC is protecting my brain? Because at that time they were just coming out with articles how THC was um, effective with Alzheimer's. At yes. first they said. Yeah, at first they said it would prevent the uh, the plaque from building on your brain. Then they started saying it would actually decrease the plaque. And then they started saying they could actually utilize it as a as a protectant, you know, to, um, you know, to discourage the plaque from ever even uh, even setting on or yeah. fixing it once you got it. And you know, they they don't utilize marijuana enough to find out what all they can do, but they're starting to. And so Nowinski said, you know. You might be on to something, but you would need hundreds of thousands of dollars in order to to do a test, and so so it just kind of remained in my mind until a couple of years ago when the NFL was talking about allowing the football players to use to use it as a neurological protector yeah. and making medicine out of it. But yeah, I was way ahead of that, and and I don't know, you know, maybe it is a factor for me personally, maybe not because you know when you when you take it for something like that, you take. Massive amounts of a concentrated dose. That's not the same thing as just smoking a doobie, you know, but, right. I, but, you know, I mean, I have smoked uh, quite a few doobies, so who knows? <laughs> So, Rob, I actually have
3: a question. Now that you've become, like you said, you're learning more about CTE and concussions, and, you know, obviously this is a relatively new study. We're all just learning. But I want to know what your take is now that you're more informed about this, when it comes to certain guys, whether it's in the indie level or, you know, major promotions, whatever it is, how do you feel about them doing specific spots and shots to the head and that sort of thing? How do you feel when you see that knowing what you've been through and what you've learned?
1: So I have mixed feelings about that because, one, it's an art form. And for me, I've always appreciated being able to express myself as an artist. I feel like like they should know. If, if young guys getting in the business, if they know that hitting their head, you know, is, is dangerous and could lead to stuff, and they choose to do it anyway, um, I wouldn't necessarily agree with their choices. But at the same time, um, I don't think that I would necessarily hate them for it or try to ban them if they want to take shots to the head. It seems unnecessary now, but I mean, I don't want to stop. Um, I mean, I don't even want to wrestle <laughs> really, but when I do, I'm there to give it all I got, you know, cause that's, that's the worker that I am. So, I mean, I'm, the, I, I, the moves that I'm going to do are still going to be dangerous. There's still going to be moves that people in the crowd wouldn't be able to survive. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah. But Yeah, but I do believe, you know, I mean, I do believe it's smart, you know, to to learn to protect um, the health, you know, and I I don't know exactly where the lines are drawn on on responsibility. You know, all the coaches are being asked to change the laws and the rules with kids, football, with kids, soccer. That seems like probably a good idea, you know, and then when it comes to wrestling is crazy, you know, I mean, uh, UFC, MMA, that's crazy. Those guys are punching each other, kicking each other in the head, you see they they get whacked and you see them go down that's a concussion every single time and it's crazy you know what one thing that's crazy is in boxing you get hit your senses go out your knees buckle you fall down but if you can get up by the eight count you can still keep fighting with a concussion yeah that's crazy and and like when you learn about
2: concussions like you'll find out that like the the natural instinct like like when, when you get knocked out is to get up and fight. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just a not like a, a an instinctive thing that happens. So like even if you're not okay, you will still get up. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah if you can. Yeah, Wow. Hey, so Rob.
1: Yeah. Uh, by the way, I just want to say this. You know, I, I I in the movie, in my documentary, Headstrong. You know, I I'm, may I'm, I'm um it's important to me to get out the point that I don't blame any wrestling promotions. Was, yes. It's not their fault. Yeah. Nobody ever asked Nobody ever made me do anything that I wasn't stupid enough to, to want to do on my yeah. own. Um, but I do want to say, when I first came to WWE, uh, one time I was walking up the ramp and uh, to go through Gorilla, and Vince was standing there after my match, and he says to me, uh, he says, Rob, when you're taking those chair shots, you put your hands up. Yep. And I was like, I was like... Uh, Vince, that's for the other guys. I'm a lot tougher than the other guys. He said, no, listen to me. You put your hands up. Yep. And I said, yeah, but this is the way I do it. I mean, I've been doing it like this way for years. And he said, Rob, listen, I'm your father telling you, You put your hands up. And then it really got through to me. I was like, well, this is the boss. He's the guy that's paying me. Like, why else am I here? And he's telling me, he's paying yeah. me to put my hands up. So I was like, uh, uh, all right. Dude. And then, you know, I don't know how many shots I took to the head after that, but that always sticks out in my mind because He's never taken that tone with me before or after that and, and he was serious. So, you know, people thinking trying to put all the heat on him, they're way off.
2: I agree with you. And I was going and I was gonna bring that up if if you didn't, because I mean, you know, uh you know, those class action lawsuits or the concussions and all that, that didn't end up going anywhere. But a lot of people signed up for that and I was just like, Man, you know, first of all, like eighty percent of your career like happened before you even fucking got to wwe like you were getting your fucking head your fucking bell rung before you even got there it's just like you know and and for me rob i knew like okay i was one of those guys too like there was nothing that could get me to put my hands up because you know i always like it was hard enough for a guy my size to come into wrestling and people go oh he probably can't handle hanging with you know the big guys so i had something to prove Right, so I never put my hands up, and I got my fucking bell rung so bad it was. I mean, you know the feeling, like when balls hit you with sure. the chair, you fucking, you're out. You know, you get that bell, yep. like the bell really rings. Mm. You know, and you're fucking just yep. all of a sudden you're down on the on your back, and you know. Uh, but yeah, no, it was just a, a sense of pride that oh, I'm not a pussy. You know. So. Yeah,
1: that's how I took it. That's how I was out there. I mean, basically one of the things I get out of wrestling is proving uh how tough I am, you know. And, <laughs> and um you know, I mean it's showing off. It is it, it's a fighting art where we're showing off, you know, fighting skills, um, you know, with exaggeration and drama. But uh that's always been something that I've enjoyed out of it and um and you know, I always wanted people to, to be like, Ooh, oh my God, you know, like they would never survive a match yeah. that I'm that I'm going through right now. And, uh uh and, and that's still you know I, I mean the more the more fans think that they're smartened up the less they respect you know the the wrestling because they think that they could all do it and they can now it's so easy for fans to get into it They <laughs> yeah. think they can write better wrestle better whatever and and it, uh, it's a lot more of a fans but you know yeah we came from a time when people were you know still behind it it was still considered you know legitimate competition back when we, when we got into it we were still we were still protecting the business back then.
2: And also, I don't want to speak for you, but, like, whenever I get in there, like, with, with, especially with certain guys, it's like, say, for instance, like, a guy like you, I like it when we light each other up. It fucking feels good. Like, there's something that I get off on, like, about that, you know?
1: Um, yeah, Chris Chris Benoit told me one time, Rob, when you get in there, you kick me as hard as you can. And one time I was like, Chris... And I'm sure isn't, you obliged isn't him. him. Isn't the idea, re- I was like, isn't the idea to? Not really hurt each other, you know, but uh, you know, try to make it look like we are. Or he goes, "No, fuck that." He goes, yeah. "You and I got an understanding. We both wrestle in Japan. We have an understanding. Go ahead and lay it in." <laughs> like, <laughs> did you right. guys? Did you have an
2: understanding, or was it he was the only one? That well, I, I, I guess <laughs> he,
1: he, he made me understand
2: that we had an understanding. Uh-huh.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, we did after that. Yeah,
2: man. So, hey. uh,
1: yeah, so it, it's something that's. Uh, um, needs to be talked about more, even though like the, um, it's got, it's got a lot of resistance, you know, people do like, uh, people like, I think Mark Carano, I don't think really wants people to be talking about it and stuff, but, uh, you know, fuck that guy. He's got, he's got nothing that I want. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: so, Hey Rob, so, um, how do we navigate? Okay. Still having <laughs> wrestling matches, but, uh, but we're, we try to be mindful and try to protect our head, uh, moving
1: forward. Well, I mean, chair shots to the head is the obvious. You Obviously. know what I mean? Like, yeah. That, that, okay, that's the most obvious. Otherwise, I mean, it's it's going to happen sometimes. It does. When You take a bump. Yeah. You just. I think the thing is just to be educated and and be aware of it. And then, honestly, I'm not for nerfing the world up, you know what I mean, and making it super soft and, and taking away from, from what it is. I think the pro wrestlers should be, you know, the the toughest guys in, in society that are out there, um, you know, taking that abuse. Normal people, yeah. you know, you bump you bump somebody's uh, bumper in a parking lot, they get whiplash, they're out of work for six weeks, they got a neck brace. How many car crashes do we go through in one night? You exactly. know what I mean? Exactly. So, know. I don't think that pro wrestlers should be treated like normal people because we're not, and that's the whole um, draw uh, of watching wrestling. We're a bunch of freaks, you know, that are in there. Some guys are 300 pounds of muscle. Other guys doing four flips, whatever, but that's the entertainment part of it is that they're not just normal people, although they they look more and more normal as – the smaller guys, you know, are, are, are overpopulating the, the, the business. But, you know, that's that's something that you and I, you know, opened the door for. You know, sure. And, uh, yeah, so um, it is what it is, and it has to evolve. Everything has to evolve. We used to do – remember we used to ride our bikes, and it was cool to do a wheelie? Yes. Now these, these guys are doing handstands yes. on the handlebars, doing backflips. Like, it's, it's crazy. Guys that aren't even pros, kids yeah. in the street. So everything has to evolve, right?
2: Yep. So, all right. Well, hey, man, um, we're coming up to the end of the show. Like, uh, is there anything else you want to, you know, uh, talk about before we go? Yeah, sure. The- uh,
1: first off, anyone listening, uh, they can get headstrong on iTunes, Google Play, Amazon. Voodoo and uh, fight TV right now. I know a lot of people are going to be waiting for it to get to Netflix or something because that's what they do. But uh, I'm not going to be moving it to a subscription platform in a big hurry. I'm keeping it on this transactional. Gotcha. And then, uh, yeah, pretty soon I'm going to um, start seeing about making a uh, DVD with bonus footage and stuff. Hopefully, hopefully I can do that by the holidays. Um, yeah. But then, uh, and then let it take its path from there but but right now honestly like i get paid every time somebody watches it when they rent it or buy it and so my uh you know for the production trying to recoup our expenses and all that we're gonna uh keep pushing it on there and the reviews have been outstanding like people that watch the movie like i couldn't have um as as a movie maker with the experience that i have which isn't much i couldn't have imagined people were gonna love the movie and be so inspired by it so totally uh Totally proud of that, and proud to be so open and vulnerable, and let people know yeah. the real me. Yeah, in my real life. Well, that's what I was like going to mention,
2: Rob. I don't mean to cut you off, but that's what I was going to mention earlier when we first, when you first came on, like uh, a little while ago. Like, and, I, and it popped into my head when you were talking about how much you know. You go out to all these shows and these appearances and events, and that everyone loves you. And it's honestly, Rob, because you've always been one hundred percent authentic. Like where you know, so everyone really they like. With a lot of people in wrestling, you don't really know the real them. Like, people really feel like they know the real you, and I think they do. You know, as much as you let them in, like, what you've shown of them has been 100% authentic. And I just think, it, yeah. and that's one of the reasons I really, really like you a lot. Like, I love you, Rob. You're a fucking great guy, dude. And it's because of that. Oh.
1: Well, cool. I appreciate that. That's uh that's stuff that I like to hear about myself when people say that I'm genuine. Um because I am and that's important to me. I'm I'm the most honest guy I know. <laughs> really. I, I it, can't it, argue it, with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. it's like yeah, you can't expect the same out of other people. You know, you can just study life and learn to deal with uh People the way that they are, yeah. and try to work on improving yourself. You know, I say in the movie, by the way, you know that I'm not really looking to. I'm, I'm semi-retired, not really looking to wrestle a whole lot anyway. But I still do it sometimes. And I say in the movie, it's for the business. Mm-hmm. And if anybody doesn't understand what that means, that means uh, for the money. You know what I mean? Like this sure. is what I do. I've been doing it for thirty years. And my standards are much higher now, but when it's worth it, it's worth it. And so a uh, big announcement um, recently came out. I just signed an agreement with uh, Impact Wrestling. Cool. So Nice. Yeah, so from the, fan, from the fans' perspective, they'll think, like, um, RVD's back. But really, I've been wrestling like 10 to 12 times a year for the last three years. It's just normally been overseas, Italy, England, sure. Australia. Yeah, and so now I probably won't have that many more matches if if i do have more matches it's just it'll be on uh, tv so uh so that'll be cool um and i'm looking forward to that i start uh next next uh monday but it's not live so i don't know i guess it'll be on the following friday but yeah i return uh next monday in toronto for uh for my debut with uh, Impact Television. Well, that's the one... great because they, yeah. they they've been
2: putting out like a really good product, and they've got a great roster, and and uh, it's just um, it's a really good score for them to, to be able to sign you, Rob. Like you bring a lot to the table for them, and I think it's a really good fit, and I can see a lot of possibilities, <laughs> like who, who you. So, anyways, hey, what was that sound? I don't know. Anyway hey, so <laughs> I
1: don't Rob. Know. I... I didn't hear anything you said over that uh, emergency broadcast system. Yeah, <laughs> anyways, I, it's, it's, it's a, this is a test of the emergency broadcast. That's
2: impacts a good fit for you. I, it's 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 you're a great score for them. I don't know if you heard me say all that part, but um, you know they it's have th- they have a really good roster. They put out a great product, and and I think you fit in nicely there. A lot of, like a lot of possibilities yeah. for matches, and you know, so anyways, cool.
1: well when they. When I did the pay-per-view a couple weeks ago, um, they really, they really knew how to how to approach me with um, taking the booking because they booked uh, besides myself, they booked Sabu and Katie Forbes, my girlfriend. Nice. So I was like, yeah, they're that that's pretty nice. You know? Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, that's so good when it works out that way.
2: Hey, so real quick, last one, last thing. Where can everyone find the movie right now? Where can everyone find the doc if they want to go uh, watch it?
1: Yeah, it's um uh iTunes uh-huh. cuz I get the biggest I get the biggest cut there so just go to there but also Amazon, okay. Google Play, Vudu and uh Fight TV. And Fight TV goes everywhere in the world. The other ones don't. Like it's available on iTunes in the English speaking countries. Gotcha. Uh but but then yeah, the 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 other countries everywhere else I guess they all get Fight TV so hopefully people cool. everywhere listening. And and by the way, I'm in uh on the, um, what is uh, Sunday, the 27th 28? or 28th?
2: 28? 28th.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm in uh, Liverpool at, um, it's a big, huge wrestling convention called For the Love of Wrestling. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, Undertaker's there. I never see him do these things. They got Ric Flair, Bret Hart. Yep. Um, Mick Foley, I think, going to be there.
2: Him? Yep. What's that? Mick Foley will be there. I'm pretty sure I saw his name listed on that, so...
1: Yeah, so it's a really big thing, and I do love Liverpool, so I'm going there. I'm always busier than I want to be, Sean, you know what I mean, which is cool. I'm not complaining. Uh, I'm not complaining right now. Sometimes I do, but, like, most people that I know – always are trying to be busy they're always trying to do something working at something and i mean i've always i've always got projects that i'm working on but for me i don't know if i'm lazy or or what but i just like to be home mostly
2: no rob you're not lazy you put in the work already Like and if you if, if you want to take this time in your life to you know you know to take some time to well, smell the roses that's up to you man you've already put the work, yeah. the work in no one could call you lazy ever So fuck that well, I'm not
1: sure if everybody I'm not sure if everybody understands because for people to like usually the way it translates to people so they can understand it is to think about like the word try, you know, like, hey, I know you're trying to do comedy now. I'm not trying to do it. Matter of fact, I'm not even calling people back (laughs) normally (laughs) because I, you know, it's something I do once in a while or, or whatever, but and then and then with the word try then it seems like you're failing if you're not doing it right. a lot of people can only understand it that way you know what i mean like sure like yeah but but yeah i mean we are in control of our lives and it's all about making the right choices and that's i don't think that ever changes that's, that's a pretty right. consistent thing throughout life right yep rob it's all about making the right choices
2: thank you so much man i appreciate you uh taking the time to Stop by absolutely this afternoon.
1: Thanks, thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, Headstrong, dude.
2: It was great, and I can relate to so much of that. So I'm, I'm Thank you for making that and sharing that with everyone. Thanks, man. Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. So you find me at the Real RVD everywhere on social media, and uh, Pro Wrestling tees? Watched, uh, What I got coming. Up. Oh, and out here, by the way, out here is Starcast in, in yes. Vegas at the end of May. I'll see you. So there. Are you gonna be there?
2: I'll see you there. Yep. Hey, cool. one, one last thing. Do you have pro wrestling tea store? Uh, I do. Okay, yes, I do. <laughs> okay, so they can find your your stuff there too. So, hey, I just I just read that, like, and I talked about this earlier. I'm here. I'm holding you on the phone. They they've paid out five million dollars in royalties to to all the uh, people like since they've started. That's incredible. I saw
1: that today. I saw that today on Instagram too. So uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Congratulations to yeah. those guys.
2: Oh, I know I'm at least $17 of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm half. <laughs> half of that. So, all right, Rob. Hey, Rob to everyone. Thank you, Rob. Thank, Thank, you. You. All Thank right. you. All right. Yay. All right.
1: Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you. Okay.
2: All right. That was fun. Yeah. I mean, as fun as it can be talking about a subject like that. Pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't wait to see Rob uh, again in Vegas coming up. He's just always so great to be around. Like, even when, like, It just it made me really sad he talks about this in in his doc how he went through a dark time Mm -hmm. and you know Got divorced and his dog died And, and I remember seeing him then and and Rob was always Just the most positive guy to be around and was always upbeat and when I saw him like that It was fucking heartbreaking this was a few years back now and he's come up out of it very nicely but like it was just so when you see that person that every time you're used to seeing them, like, was the guy that brought the positive energy, like, and then just see him go through, and you just know he's hurting inside, and going through shit, you know? And, uh, and so, like, I'm grateful when I see Rob now, like, he's happy, and you know, doing his thing, and, you know, dealing with shit, dealing with this kind of thing and all that, but, you know, um, you know, dealing with it head-on. Yeah. And, 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 you know, um, and Anyways, yeah, and I mean, he's always
3: been such a fan favorite. Yes. Like nobody not does not yes. like RVD. I've never met anyone who doesn't like th- RVD. Which is why
2: I had to go circle back around and tell him that about the the authenticity because that's a thousand percent true. Like it's that's why. Like I mean, yeah, it, the matches were great and and all that. But uh, on top of that, it's just that people just they felt like they knew the real authentic Rob, and it's because they did and they do. So all right. Enough of that. I think we've we're done here. So, real quick, what do you got going on, Denise?
3: Guys, make sure to follow x One Two Three Sixty show on Twitter. Make sure to check us out on Instagram, YouTube. You guys know the drill. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo and YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I am about to hit 10K, guys. So, yay. Uh, right. Go check that out.
0: I'm Steve Kaufman. You can find me on Twitter almost exclusively at Steve Kaufman. That is K-A-U-F-M-A-N-N. I'm involved in a lot of YouTube pages. So, if I'm tweeting link, chances are I'm involved. So, support me. Support them. All right. Did I already? Did you already give my
2: stuff? No, not
3: yours. I just at the
2: real X-Pac on Twitter at real X-Pac on Instagram. What you already? Did you tell him one, two, three, sixty show and all that shit? All right. Cool. Hi right, everyone, we'll see you right here next week on XPOC 12360.
0: From executive producers Maria Monunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, Sean Waltman, producers Mark B. Donica, Jimbo Frank, and the entire XPOC 12360 staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in. Like us on Facebook, rate and comment on iTunes and YouTube. Follow XPOC on Twitter at The Real and email us at xpoC 12360 show at gmail.com. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of Afterbuzz TV or its owners or principals.